It's the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee, the podcast where we review young adult fiction. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll... Rub ebbles with him sometimes until the skin gets raw. Welcome to the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee podcast. I am your host as ever, sexy, sexy Dory Peacock, and with me today, as always, join the ancient Yule Tim Carroll, it's Timothy Morris. Yes, I am I'm now uh, posting a, a Craigslist ad for realtors, uh, homebodies, task rabbits, uh, stylish, stylish young pompadons. Uh, I need a Christmas miracle for my Instagram story. I thought uh, pompadon was like an Indian food. I I think I wanted like what's is there like a pompadour but like pompadour is like a guy or is it just a hairstyle? Oh, I think it's a hairstyle named after a guy. Okay. I don't know. Somebody Google that. And Any tell pompadours us. <laughs> with a pompadour want to help me out? Christmas miracle. You got to get all those doors pumped. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good I need. Stuff, I, I need to know the true meaning of Christmas. You, you really But do. I need it to be memorialized? In uh, some kind of storytelling capacity? Yeah. Some sort of like, I, I, need, I need the meaning of Christmas, but I need it like in a visual, in a visual language. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a visual conveyance. Well, I will contact my ghost pals and have them visit you by night. Oh, yeah. The Dory Ghost Network. The Dory Ghost Network. Okay. That was a long tangent. And <laughs> we have a guest. We do yes. have a guest today. <laughs> If you want her to come out of a bottle, you got to rub her the right way. It's our friend Jeannie Robinson. <laughs> okay, her real name is Jean, but she said we could call her Jeannie. How do you feel about that? I love it. I, I'm uh, rebranding myself tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. As like a podcast it. star. Okay. Yes. Hey, we, we did that two years ago, and it's been, uh, I wouldn't say uphill cold. or downhill. It's plateaued it's ever since. A, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> Down some kind of lane. A down pod, the river. Down river it's podcast like tubing. lane. Yeah, it's been like tubing. It's like, it's like to tubing all the time. It's like tubing down the green river. It's Except like, not like the fun parts of the green river. You know, it's like tubing, but like there's no like rapid. It's like it's a nice, like relaxed thing. And like you could get out, but like maybe the rapids are coming later and maybe you'll just stay in. Well, a maybe while you need longer. to push one of you off. <laughs> and create a little excitement and then bring it back and then you I know. have threatened to kill him and bury him in the desert True. many oh. times. Do you think we should start a feud? Uh, between the two of us? Yeah. Hadn't we already? Yeah, but do you think we should up it? Up the stakes of our up, feud? Up the stakes? Can it get higher than me threatening to murder you? What can we do, Jeannie, to increase our feud? Oh, let's see. Um Gosh, uh, you could have a cooking contest to decide oh, who, I'd win. who is better. Oh. Yeah, but uh, if we had a cooking have a contest, style contest. We could, have a cooking, we could have a cooking contest, but there would be a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah, we'd like sabotage Jeannie each other's Jeannie Robinson, would you, would you be the Paul Hollywood for our hypothetical feud cooking contest? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a TV man, that's, Paul Hollywood? That's is the, he a man from telly? He's the man from the Great British Baking Show, which you refuse to watch. I don't refuse. I'm just not interested in it. Y- you are, you just don't know. This is going to be like Star Trek. Oh, okay, yeah. A- it any, probably is. Any it listeners, probably is going to be my next Star Trek. Any listeners that know Dory, know she loves her some Spock. She loves her I'm, some Leonard. I'm she the loves Marco her Polo of Star Trek. From Star Trek. But you also don't talk about how you resisted watching it for years. Yeah, 27 years. I was 27 when I started watching Star Trek, and I was like, this is good. How come no one told me this is good? Oh, and wait, everyone told they you. They did. Everybody wait, the original on the one? Yeah. yeah. You started, okay. And I thought the same thing would happen with Stargate, which is why I tried to get you to no, watch No, of course that. it hasn't happened with Stargate. If I had seen Stargate first, then maybe, but like everything they do on Stargate has been done on one of the Star Treks. Yeah. Is the plural of Trek, Treks? Yeah. Trekseses? Like Books of Mormon. It's, it's, it's Book of Mormons. Book of Mormons. I just imagine it with quotes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Tim, you got any news for us? Um, I mean, I think I do, but I can't remember anything. <laughs> oh, I have a news. Your news is your news. Baby boy with triads. Um, I heard on the internets that, uh, speaking of Star Trek, that Paramount is going to make a young adult focused animated Star Trek series, which uh, I haven't read many details about it, but it sounds like fun. I'm looking forward to seeing our favorites, Spock, Kirk, McCoy, all come back 
animated is the perfect uh, outlet for that because most of those guys are dead now. I oh wait okay so I remembered a few things. Okay. Um. So rapid fire. Uh, this isn't news, but I watched She-Ra. I watched all of it. Ooh, are you gonna give us a drive-by review? Yeah, we're gonna smush that into the news. The news hour. Do you not? Do you not want to do an episode about She-Ra? Well, we'll see. I think you'd have to watch it and just decide. Yeah. Okay. So the um, new She-Ra came out. It's cute. Uh, if you like Steven Universe, you'll probably like it. It's absolutely a great show for little girls. Yeah. Which is what cool. it's meant to be for. Yeah, and I I don't even have a dog in the She-Ra fight, and I liked it. The episode I saw. Um, do you have any other newses? Uh, yes. Uh. A trailer dropped for next year, Ooh. for 2019. What are we seeing next August, year? August, an Artemis Fowl movie is finally coming out. Wow. Yes. Why did that take so long? I don't know, but Disney is apparently gotten their, their rears to, to fears. Their rears in gears. And uh, there's an Artemis Fowl movie slated for next year. I feel so weird wow. about it, because that one was one of the ones where, like, that book came out right around the time the first Harry Potter movies came out and it was like that was felt like the time it was going to happen and it didn't happen then so it's like okay and now here we are like 18 years later so yeah here we are uh two other things this is we stretch ya right oh yeah uh we stretch it all the way out you remember the time friend of the podcast and a man with a rhyming first and last name logan rogan yeah, I know Logan Rogan. You know Logan Rogan. I know Logan Rogan. Log- and Brogan Rogan is his brother. Yeah, they lived in our neighborhood for oh, a while. Really? What are, you, how do you guys know? Aren't they a uh, lot older than you? Logan does improv with me, and I met Brogan, who now goes by Joe, uh-huh. at a different improv thing. He has a he has a improv duo that he does with his friend. Yeah. Okay. And I rub elbows with him sometimes until the skin gets raw. Yeah, Tim uh, is what we call Logan Rogan fanboy. No. <laughs> I feel like I'm more just like a groupie for your improv troupe sometimes. You kind of are. I Tim's just show up backstage and they're like, oh, you. <laughs> they're like, what's up, Tim? And I'd be like, thanks. I'm just going to have these complimentary crackers that you have laid out. Someone's and by complimentary crackers, it just means like any food that anyone has brought. Like it's the kind of place where like it's just a black hole for snacks. Yeah, you'll never see those grandma's animal cracker cookies again. No. Uh, so Logan has told you uh-huh. about the Neon Genesis Evangelions. He has indeed. It's it's a popular anime from the 1990s uh, that uh, revolutionized the genre of giant robots uh, and is particularly notable for introducing uh, themes such as real life depression, edible complexes, and... Uh, non-contextual religious christian imagery hmm. in the whole thing and it is coming to netflix next year <gasps> what yes. awesome uh and this is a big deal because uh this has had its streaming rights held up for 10 ish years i'm over i may be fudging that number a little bit but it's been a long time this has had its rights just frozen no one's had streaming rights to it so netflix has paid probably out the nose to get evangelion so <laughs> I am really excited about that. And I'm not even a big anime guy, but I have heard so much about how weird and crazy this show is and how foundational it is that I am so excited to see it. I'm a little worried that like people have oversold it over the years. Well, I just heard that it's like bat crap crazy. It is. Okay. It then is. I'm on board. Mm. Um, I have a little drive by review. Do you? I do. Hold for theme. Drive by review. Um, I went to see the new Fantastic Beasts oh, movie. Oh no! Okay, are you Genie? Are you Harry Potter? Fantastic Beasts? Do you are, do you have a dog in that fight no, at all? No, I really don't. Okay, sorry. So we we, we can we can spare I you. I did see Bohemian Rhapsody that I loved. Okay. Oh, I heard that was great. My sister yeah. loved it. Um, it was so bad, Tim. It Fantastic was, Beasts was bad. It was so bad. Oh. But like, here's the thing: like, it was like there were things about it that were enjoyable. Like, it's kind of fun to see Nicholas Flamel in a movie. It's kind of fun to, like, see Hogwarts again. The animal and the creature work is great. The cinematography is cool. But, like, I can't even describe how devoid of movie structure this movie is. Do things happen? Things happen, but, like, not for any particular reason. There's no, like, who, where, what, when, why. No, like, five like, leads they taught you in elementary school. Like, there kind of is, but none of it makes sense. So, like, Grindelwald escapes a maximum security prison and then just holds a political riot. And when the police show up, or not a riot, but a rally, 
And when the police show up, they're like, we can't arrest anyone because it's not illegal to listen to him. And it's like, but you can arrest him. There's no wizard Interpol. Because it is illegal to break out of prison. Right? Like, well, they do have, they do kind of have wizard Interpol because the Americans send the British after him in France. So like there is wizard Interpol. The diplomacy situation But everyone has forgotten that he didn't get released from prison. He like broke out. And maybe maybe he is like wizard Julian Assange. Uh, I think that's kind of what she's going for. But like what she doesn't realize is that Assange is like a political prisoner. And there's no reason that like Grindelwald, when he's like supposedly killed people and stuff, there's no reason that like France would shelter him, like where he would get diplomatic immunity in France. Like none of it makes like it's. It's such a weird, sad thing to suddenly discover that, like, J.K. Rowling, I guess, doesn't get how history works. Or screenwriting. And also doesn't get how screenwriting works. No, it's a shame. Like, it's just, it's so bad. I, and I didn't see it because I saw the trailers and I was pretty instantly convinced based on the trailers that it was going to make me angry. Am I probably right? You know me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to make you mad because, guess, because... There's no reason for Newt Scamander to be in the movie. He has no wants or needs. He doesn't solve any of the problems. Uh, all the problems are solved by Deus Ex Niffler or like somebody else doing a thing. Kowalski's back, but guess what Kowalski does in this movie? Nothing. Ezra Miller is two for two with like supporting roles in uh, big budget Thanksgiving movies that I don't want to see, which is a shame because I well, love Ezra Miller. One? He's like a, for those, for you, like, Jeannie, he's like a bony, like, he's like a bony boy. He is very bony. Yeah. Wait, what's, what else is like he in besides boy. this series? Uh, he was the the uh, gay brother in Perks of Being a Wallflower. He did oh, very, yeah, right. He did very, very well in that. I think he's been some other stuff, too, that I can't quite place. But I mean, remembering. like, what was the other oh, yes, big he was also Kevin in We Need to Talk About Kevin. But what other big Thanksgiving thing was he in? Was it just Justice other- League? He's the Flash in DC's oh, Justice League. Oh, he's the Flash. Yeah. Oh, pour one out for I didn't Ezra see, Miller. I didn't see that one either. And I normally would, but it's just like, I can't. Hopefully somebody at A24 will get their tentacles on him. Oh, and they will. back on top. I bet he'd, like, direct a movie easy. Anyway. That would be fun to see. That's it? Um, Yeah, that's our drive-by review, guys. And our news, too. Let's be sad about Harry Potter. Pour one out for Ezra Miller. Okay, now let's get to the meat and potatoes. Or should I say, I don't know, what's a Christmas food? Christmas uh, cookies. cookies, and silky co- fig pudding. S- silky silky pudding. cocoa. Silky's cocoa, which <laughs> sounds like a terrible cocoa made of that brand of nylons my mom used to get in the mail. Um, <laughs> we put the nylons in the cocoa, and then it, it takes extra that's, homey. That's why no, but so you got fish-ish. that silky cocoa from one of the Lifetime movies. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah. Yes, we did. did. So We're we, pulling it in. Okay. We're bringing We're it into our world. our definition of YA again this year. I'm not, I, don't think, I, this I think this stretch. is becoming a Christmas tradition um, where we watch Lifetime original Christmas movies and their ilk. So this time we are doing it book report style. Uh, we have all watched uh, My Christmas Inn. Did you watch? So I invited you to either watch Christmas Inn or... I watched both of them. You watched both of them? Yes. I'm the only one High that didn't Eugenie. watch both. I, I only watched Christmas Inn. And then you guys watched something... I uh, Christmas... What is it? Every Day is Christmas. Yeah, every Day is Christmas. Is Starring... that like Groundhog Day but with Christmas? No, it's a Christmas Carol adaptation. Oh, okay. So... Do you guys want to quickly synopsize every day is Christmas? Um, well, I mean, we could. I feel like I want to get into like, what is a Lifetime Christmas movie? Because I feel like okay. it's, I had never watched. For our watched... international listeners. Yeah, well, okay. So I'd seen one before. Um, uh-huh. I saw the the Grumpy Cat Christmas when that came out. This is like the year Grumpy Cat was a huge meme. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a there was a movie where it's like Grumpy Cat was in a movie. And it Grumpy Cat was voiced by Aubrey Plaza. <gasps> Why haven't I seen this? Because it's not very good. Oh, no. It's a little hard to watch. Oh, no. Uh, Aubrey Plaza belongs in Parks and Rec. She really does. And, like, and in my heart. And in my heart. And all of our hearts. Yeah. But anyway, so like that's something I'd seen. But like I didn't know that they were like... A thing? G- g- yeah. Jeannie, let me ask you. So <laughs> this year, there were 12 Christmas movies that came out on Lifetime. Yep. Is this par for the course is it normal every year there's like well i was just telling dory before you came in i was watching lifetime movies and they had done 
they like a little documentary on how they come up with ideas. So next year there's going to be 15 movies. What? And they were sitting around a table and they just throw out ideas for a Christmas movie. Like one was, oh, they're taking a cruise to Alaska, but then they get diverted to the North Pole. And, oh, I oh that. that's a great one. And anyway, so I supposedly I did not really know that until I watched this. But yeah, they do. They have a certain amount. And then they had a calendar that showed what day. So that's not like every day. They had specific dates right, yeah. that you watch. You can watch them. So or, this is like a sausage factory of movies. Yeah. Yes. They make dozen scores every year. Or at least a dozen, or like I don't know, because they because they try to air like one a day until Christmas, right? Like it's well, they didn't, but well, the originals. I'll have to say mm. they have. I mean, I'm sure they bring the other ones in from the other years, but for they have t- like twelve original ones premiering year. this year. Yeah. Premiering this year, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this is like a thing. Like I feel like this Lifetime movies all kind of fit into the genre of like Christmas TV movies that began with either Lifetime or Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. And it's they always take place at Christmas. There's always a female protagonist and there's always some kind of gimmick. Yeah. the So so I think the easy way to describe a lot of these is it's Sweet Home Alabama with Christmas. <laughs> yes. Is, is, yeah. that, is that fair? Basically, yes. yes. A lot of them, yes. It's, it's, there's a certain formula that they follow. She It's usually a, a female protagonist and mm-hmm. she usually is like a career gal or kind of like stuck in her yeah. career. Doesn't want to celebrate Christmas. Doesn't want to celebrate Christmas or like is like somehow like cynical or jaded in some or way. Or is lonely at Christmas. Or is lonely at Christmas. And always has to go to a small town. Yeah. Sometimes yep. sometimes she has a boyfriend that's maybe not quite like good enough for her. He's like too rich. And then she like goes back to the small town and like rediscovers something, like meets a guy. And- <laughs> Why, there's always a guy there waiting in this small town. Yeah. Yes. And if they're really a very handsome guy, there's an adorable Moppet waiting at the small town. Oh, also. Son, there's always some kid, even if it's a little niece or nephew. There was a not a kid. Was there a kid? I don't feel like there was a kid in, in Christmas Inn. In? No. There wasn't a kid. Oh. He had like a little sister who was like a college student, but no Is that a kid? kid. Eh, feels like a kid now. So so we watch Christmas Inn, which is kind of this like par for the course formula. Yeah. Which is like, so it's, this was fun because it had TM, uh, Tia Mowry mm-hmm. from uh, Sister Sister. Mm-hmm. Whose little brother Taj Mowry was the titular smart guy in Smart Guy. Yeah. And I think it's either her or her sister has a cooking show now also. I did not know that. It's it's a good cooking show. I've seen an episode of it. Uh that's <laughs> that's a useless piece of trivia for your for your for your vault. Um and it's like she inherits a Christmas inn. <laughs> yep. She inherits an inn it has from to go a deceased to a, relative. Has to go to a, a small town in Alaska. Has to go to a small town in Alaska so she can take photos of it to sell it. Meets a, a hunky guy who is kind of a whiny, entitled jerk to her when they first meet. He's cool. No, he's an attorney. Oh, no, I didn't think he was a jerk. I thought he was He picked of, her up from the airport. He did, but then he was like, why are you always talking on your phone, you fancy phone business lady? Mm. And I was like, let her talk on her phone. He's just playing. She, he's just That's playing. part of the formula, though. Yeah. Is that they annoy each other at first. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yes. A- absolutely. And he's a sleigh-building lawyer, which, oh, I mean, yes. come on. Yeah, he builds a sleigh for the town Santa festival. The, and they always have a big festival. Is there always a yeah. festival? Yeah, okay. always. Every year big, there's a Christmas festival. Big ordeal. Mm-hmm. The So the other one, so once in a while, so I feel like it's one of these two things. It's like this very common, like, woman returns to small town sort of deal. Well, it's or, not always a small town, but it's always like a different. That's common. It's it's get out of your comfort zone is the formula. Yeah. So this other Fish one. Fish out of water. This other one was a Christmas Carol adaptation starring. Hold on. I need to get my Braxton straight. Tony. Yeah. Tony Braxton. Uh, and it's. But the twist is. So it's like a modern day Christmas Carol. It's a woman who's the Scrooge. It's a little bit different in that regard. She's like a hedge fund manager. She's Tony Braxton is the Scrooge yeah. of this piece. Yeah. And but the difference is rather than there being three ghosts for Christmas, it's her dead mom who does Ugh. the whole thing. And like they get to kind of just like hang out while she has like where they're like, we're going to hang out and you're going to confront your trauma. And we're going to like mix the two. Ooh, trauma. Like her. 
That's so yeah, no, she one. couldn't be happy because her parents were killed yeah, in so an like, accident. So like her trauma is like her oh. parents died in an accident, and that's why she's like the Scrooge. Why she can't love anyone? Yeah. Oh, okay. So because so she's her, afraid of losing. Them. So her mom comes back, and it's it's it was so fun, and, and like kind of I don't know, it was a little hard for me to watch, but then like there's weird moments where it's like. Well, we gotta go like show you your past, but first let me make you some pancakes, honey. It's yeah. just like <laughs> having pancakes with my dead ghost mom. That's what Christmas Carol like, really needed. These movies are like so. We love to make fun of them because they are silly, but so charming too. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're never badly told stories. Like it's there's no incompetence in them. They're just kind of cheaply made and kind of corny and like. They crank up the emotional manipulation to, and they, and to they 11. Kn- and it's like, it knows what it is, right? Yeah, that's right. They've gotten really self-aware lately. No, that's what I said. They've got a formula and they suck people into watching them. I mean, you start one and you don't, you have to see how it ends, even though you know, basically, yeah. every in time. the first scene, how but, it's going to end. But they have to kiss, right? They have to. You have to see them kiss. Yes, I do. This is I the do other have thing. to see It has that. to be the happy ever after. This is the other thing about Chris, this Christmas Carol adaptation, is Christmas Carol normally doesn't end with like a romance, but this is like a lifetime movie. Uh-huh. So it's like, she has like a, a, a nice driver man that, that has a crush on her. And they have to like kiss by the end. Oh yeah, extra points if there's like some kind of class disparity in your in your um, bonding pair. Sure, always. <laughs> there's a, yeah, either one of them is royalty, or one of them is rich, or one of them is from the city, and one of them is from the small town, or one of them is a human woman, and one is an animated magical nutcracker man, <laughs> or one of them is like a real estate lady, and the other one's a ghost, or one's twins, but they sw- have switched. Wait, what? And Wait, they what? fall in love with each other. <sighs> Wait, the twins fall in love with each no, other? No, not no. The twins. Trade places. So one's a yes. mother at home with kids, and the other one's a high-powered whatever she is attorney. There's like a twin, Chris. Oh my god, dude! No, there's like that's. Is the it called the Christmas Twins? Switch Christmas Switch. Or I something. watched the Princess Switch, which is that exact oh, okay. plot where Vanessa Hudgens plays like a baker from New York who comes to a a, a made-up European country for a baking contest. And winds up switching places with the prince's fiance so that the duchess can have like a normal life for a few days. And then she falls in love with the prince and the hot duchess falls in love with her like platonic best friend who has an adorable child from his first wife. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a Christmas prince alike. Hey, did you see a Christmas prince last year? The Netflix movie. It's about a woman who's a journalist who falls in with a Christmas prince. We reviewed it last year, actually. We did, yeah. And I'll have to go catch that. You'll have one. to catch it because, yeah. like, it's. I, I probably did. It's 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 the kind of like it's very it's a little very silly movie. It's uh, the you know it's it's kind of like the the holiday palace that like was made holiday for like a hundred thousand dollars rather than like two million. It's like not Buckingham. It's like your nice friend's model. wedding venue. <laughs> it's only a model. Yeah, um, but it's so. It's really cheesy and charming, and apparently, like, there's a wolf. They they rated it like millions of women watched this movie on Netflix last year. Oh yeah, like the internet has really proliferated these things. Oh, I can't I can't believe how many people you talk to that they watch, and younger girls. I thought that it mm-hmm. was kind of like an older oh. one, but it's young girls. Which okay, so this is my other part of the formula, I think, and I don't know. I might offend some people. But the, if you notice, the girls, a lot of times, and maybe this is more on the Hallmark channel. Can I talk about that? Yeah, yeah. you can. The girl usually is not the glamorous, yeah. popular girl. She's always kind of, you know, the baker or... She's and, like hardworking. And, and so they're the one. And so they, I think the vast majority of women identify with her and just go along with her in this mu- movie this magical movie and it's going to take them away because that could happen to them one day. Oh my gosh, it's totally true. But it's also like, so she's like relatable, but yeah. also like she gets to often do really fun things like in the Christmas, every day is Christmas, like she's going on like the Christmas Carol ghost mom tour, but every time they're going to do a ne- the next part of the ghost mom tour, mom's like, now go to the closet, I got a nice dress for you. Yeah. And she trades into a new dress. In there. She's just, it's like she gets to wear fun dresses. And they go to the ex-boyfriend's house. Yeah, they go to the boyfriend's house where he's picking out rings during Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no one can see us or hear us, but we're also like trying on the jewelry while he's picking <laughs> yes. out a ring. 
That's such a the weird two care like, yeah. mix of catharsis and wish fulfillment. It's it's so that's why it's amazing because it's so it, it it's hitting all the boxes, man. It's checking all my boxes. This is so funny because I feel like last year when I made you watch Christmas Prince, there was some resistance, and now I feel like you've been indoctrinated. <laughs> well. I, you I can admit you watch them now. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, and and I think we probably will be watching these for the podcast until the end of time because well, they yeah, will make there's these like fifty million of them. Yeah. Lifetime just started its own like online service where you can pay a little bit of money and it's like follow la la Lifetime the show and you just go on the internet and you can watch all their the originals that ever were. Yeah. That's what I did, and so I watched these on Netflix. And you don't, ha- or no? I guess it was on Lifetime. demand. Yeah, a Lifetime on demand, and um, you didn't have to watch the commercials, mm-hmm. so you can just watch it straight through. There, yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. There's one uh, I saw called A Christmas Kiss, and I won't spoil it entirely because, uh, well, first of all, you can't, <laughs> but also because we might do it someday. But the other like. I think fantasy that pops up in these is like your career takes off. So like Christmas kiss, she's a, an assistant for an interior designer and throughout the movie, like she gets more and more into this career and then discovers she wants to go pursue her true passion set design for theater because you know, that's not lucrative. <laughs> what, what are some of the ones with like magical realism? Cause I love, a magical realism anything and i feel like there's a lot of like magical realism christmas uh, movies there was like well the one you guys watched yeah that's is, like ghost mom tore through my trauma there was one i really actually like that i think is a hallmark and it got put on netflix called the spirit of christmas that has a literal ghost <laughs> and it was actually kind of amazing because the girl had to like help the ghost work through his trauma in order for him to like was it like a sexy person did yes. you see it wait, 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 was like, it like was it like he's is it like a sexy ghost no she yes. had to find out how he was murdered was that the yeah. one yeah yeah he, he was like his what? murder yeah she had to solve his murder so that he could then then didn't he turn into like a, a normal human and get to finish the rest of his life oh i wish he i wish it was like a sexy ghost and it's like no he was sexy i wish it was like a sexy old ghost so it's like a sexy ghost who died in like the 1920s yeah that's what it is he did he was a bootlegger let me finish here's here's my hope it's like a sexy ghost in the 1920s and you like help him resolve stuff and then it turns out he has like a sexy like looks exactly alike like great grandson that you also meet like at the end of the movie (laughs) i'm sure that has been a movie before oh no that's totally a movie that's the one where um the the girl from the Civil War and the guy from the present write each other letters through a magical desk. Oh, of course. And, like, she dates one of his ancestors. But has and that then happened? He meets her descendant and they get married. But that hasn't happened during Christmas. No. It, no. But it could. It could. <laughs> Why didn't it? <laughs> what I'm seeing is there's no reason that all movies aren't Christmas movies. Well, this is the thing, like, uh, the only. I, I make fun of these things so much because it's so easy. Like the score is always like do 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 get it do 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 while they're just having a normal conversation. Music. Yeah. Yeah, and it's but it's it's but like not bad. Yeah, and it's like so enjoyable to watch. Like I I define anyone to like never find one of these that you like are finding like some enjoyment out of. I don't know. I guess it's hard sometimes if you don't like if you're not into like the wish fulfillment, if you're not into like making pancakes with my mom and then trying on jewelry and then my ghost mom brought me nice dresses for my, <laughs> for my, the funny thing is like, she even rec, she like even like talks about it in the movie. She's like, she, her mom like takes her to her past and then she's like, you're Christmas caroling me. She knows exactly what's going on. <laughs> well, this is, I'm a little bit sad that because they are getting kind of self-aware and so I feel like when we were kids, they would kind of try to seem legit. They kind of tried to seem like, oh, no, this is a story. This isn't just wish fulfillment. But now they're like, no, 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 it's just wish fulfillment. We have our crazy but stock music. Like. We have our crazy, uh, really overdubbed Foley work in the background. <laughs> but I'm a little sad about that because I think it's almost funnier when, they, when they're not aware. Like... I, I got to tell you about this. I was watching The Christmas Switch with my niece and my sister. The Princess Switch or The Christmas Switch? The Princess Switch. Okay. But it does take place at Christmas. Right. And there's a moment in The Christmas Switch 
which is a Netflix original. The Princess Switch or the Christmas Switch? Because you keep saying the Christmas Switch. Shut up. Just let me talk. (laughs) It's the Princess Switch. I don't think I've said Christmas. Anyway, so there's a moment in Princess Switch where because it's a Netflix original, they can show characters watching Netflix without getting sued. And so these two characters sit down and start flipping through movies on Netflix. And the movies they're flipping through are real movies that are on Netflix. It's all the Netflix originals like Christmas Inheritance, Christmas Prince, uh, The Night Before Christmas or whatever. And I was like weirdly starting to hope that this movie would take another dive down a rabbit hole and have her discover the princess switch on Netflix (laughs) and then like just have the reality of the movie collapse and it becomes like a crazy like uh, like breaking of reality time travel Star Trek episode of a Christmas movie. You want Charlie Kaufman's The Princess Switch. Yes. Yes. I want to discover that that movie. Did he write Being John Malkovich? Yeah. He wrote all the like story in a story movies. Yes. I want Charlie Kaufman's Christmas Switch where she's like, not only Princess Switch. You did it again. Shut up. There's. (laughs) Because there's a moment. It took place at Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, Tim. Well, okay. Everybody knows what I mean. It's not like when you say ABBA and you just sound like a pretentious dork. Yeah, ABBA. Shut up. Do you like the band ABBA? I love ABBA. Yeah, see, ABBA. Jeannie and I are ABBA. Jeannie Even Jeannie just said it was ABBA. I, I'm just trying to be, be both of you, yeah. you know. ABBA, ABBA. I'm potato, just here to be, Potato. Know. Potato abato. Oh my gosh, I'm going to murder you and bury you in the desert. Jeannie, don't do that. I have plans with my friend Jeannie. To watch Lifetime movies next year. Yeah. And I would hate to inconvenience her. Okay. Speaking of watching <laughs> Lifetime movies next year, uh, we are going to play a little game. First, I want to let you know, I Googled it real fast and Christmas Switch is a movie. Shit. But wait, this is going to this is gonna be worth it. <laughs> it's a movie where Santa Claus body switches with a younger man. <laughs> like a hot younger man? I think so. Like an off-brand Hemsworth? Pro- well, I think like a, like a Canadian off-brand Hemsworth. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about the the Tia's love interest in uh, Christmas Inn. I He's like Canada like he Hot. Was, he was like Canada Hot. I felt like he was like you know on you know on the Good Place they talk about Larry Hemsworth. Like I turned to Carissa and I was like, it's Larry Hemsworth. Alaska Hot's like Canada Hot, but with like just a little more color saturation. Yeah. Yeah. And like more grizzly bears. Yeah, she goes. I- yeah, Can I us. just say that I think in real life he wouldn't have been interested in her? But I'm just saying that. I think he would have. She's oh. a smart. Unless she came in, she was new blood into the small Alaska. She's town. a smart young no, career woman. Works. Why wouldn't he want to be with her? Because he was so cute. With the his guy in Christmas shirt. Yeah, but like if you're oh. in a small town, when are you gonna get? When are you gonna meet like new person? I mean, that's in what I'm Alaska? saying. That must have been it. That is how it happens. Like having gone to a singles ward in a small town, <laughs> I can tell you, anytime someone new walks in, everybody's just. You can hear the air sure. whooshing as they all turn their heads. Yeah. I always wanted to be the new girl at school. Even at school, the new girls got mm-hmm. all the all the attention. We could that would be a really fun like a really fun like service where it's like get to be like the new girl at prom. <laughs> <laughs> we just like have a, a regular repeating prom with like 20 people who are extras and then people come and get to be like the new girl or like you your have, prom fantasy as an adult. You have like such a Japanese sense of capitalism like how the Japanese can just turn everything into a cottage industry. <laughs> to be fair, I learned it from movies. What is it? Like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Failure to Launch. Like, oh, yeah. All these movies were women. Where people have weird pe- businesses. Or like Hitch. Yeah, people turn like social rituals into business. I heard I a, love those, a real true radio story on Snap Judgment about a guy who made a business out of breaking up with people. Wow. Like he, Like people would hire him to break up with their SO. But did he do it during Christmas? He probably did. And is it on a Lifetime movie? And can I watch it right it now? It is not a Lifetime movie, but there is um, a Netflix original that is called like The Breaker Upper or something like that. Uh, that was a cute little independent film made in Georgia. But it's not set during Christmas. No. Is there... A- okay, yeah. I, I just want to ask you, because Jeannie, because like, you, you are a repository of like Lifetime movies. Like, is there... Oh. Every time, like, I'm just thinking like... How many of these are there? Like, is there like a... 50 million. Yeah. Is there like one where it's like someone is like a wedding crasher, like a wedding date and it's oh, Christmas? Absolutely. or You know, they have marathons. Like, yeah. what were we watching the other night? It was so funny. I can't, oh, no, I can't remember. Just, you know, like the... 
Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, they'll have a marathon. And so all the movies for that day have the same theme. Oh, okay. Mm. So it was like themed. It was, it was so funny. What Do was they it still called? call it Falala Lifetime? Because that's what they called it when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. Heard that. This must be an old, old terminology. I can't believe they retired that one. It's such a good dad pun. Because it's a, it's a not a show. It's not a, it's not a movie channel for your, for your dad. It's for your mom. Actually, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't say this. No, but, dude, no say I it. think one, uh, just to say one thing about these movies, they're clean, they're wholesome, and they leave you feeling good. And that's, I like that's, that. And I think that is part of the formula why people keep going back to, because they are silly. And I was noticing they giggle a lot. What? Like during the movie, yeah, yeah, the like characters Tony, giggle. Tony, Tony Braxton, Tony <laughs> Braxton's like, having fun. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I think you're right. I think like the innocence is part of why we make fun of them, but it's also part of the appeal. Yeah, and part of why they're kind of YAE is because they're like they're the kind of movie that like if mom and like if, daughter are yeah. not fighting, <laughs> and are 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 like ch- chilling on like a Sunday night or whatever. You can totally watch one of these movies and they're, and they're charming and they're great and they're fun and they're goofy and everyone, they're not too serious, but they're sincere. They, they walk that line, man. And like I said, they're never bad stories. Like they are not bad stories, badly told. Yeah. That's the thing. They just don't have a budget. Like I saw Fantastic Beasts and that movie was like three other movies got in a car wreck. Lifetime movies are usually like one story. Girl wants a thing. Girl discovers the thing she actually wants. It's like bada, bada bing. It's like one car and it's like going on like a nice like country road mm-hmm. back to its hometown where a girl's going to get out of that car. And meet, meet a, a hot man. Meet a hot man. <laughs> and meet Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. And there's always a kitchen scene. Yeah. You know, there's always cooking involved. Yeah. I think there's good holiday traditions that are incorporated into the movie you kind of get like it's, it's like the perfect you know americana it's but, christmas porn. but it's nice because like <laughs> i like that like getting like a nice shot of like all my christmas in one thing where it's like you know it takes a lot of time and energy to go ice skating and eat cookies and all that it's really nice to watch people do that mm-hmm. over the course of one movie and then be sure every time i watch one of those movies there's going to be a lot of christmas stuff in it that's true which is great for me a big shot of christmas looks like Neil Diamond's Christmas album. Oh, for us, it's like, um, it used to be White Christmas, but I ruined that for my family because I can't get over like the- The minstrel show? I can't anymore. In the middle of it? Yeah. Well, it's it's not that it's so bad. Or the fact that that one performer totally has an eating disorder and it makes you sad. Or that uh, Bing Crosby abused his wife and kids. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> and was it. regularly high on set, if you uh, by all reports. Really? Yeah. So now we've defaulted to Albert Finney's Scrooge. Which is fun oh, because a it's a Scrooge. Christmas movie, but also it has the Grim Reaper and Hell in it. So. That is a good Scrooge. Also, I will contend always that Muppet Christmas Carol is one of the best Christmas carols. Definitely top three. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. That's a cute one. It is. Michael Caine is Scrooge. You can't beat it. Michael Caine? Michael Caine! It's your Caine that you got that's really tricked out, really it's rad. It's my Caine. It's really cool. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, with the next, I think we got about 10 minutes left. We yes. are going to play a game. Games! 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 Speaking of Lifetime movies for next year, we are going to come up with some suggestions for Lifetime for next year. So, before me, dear listeners, I have three hats, each of them containing words written on slips of papers. One hat contains Christmas words. One hat contains random articles, like in the at but. Okay, not but. Um, and the last one contains random nouns. So, so like we, so we can't make like suffering but Christmas. Uh, no, I tried to make it like you know nice words. Okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have our guest Jeannie. We're gonna have you. Draw one word from each hat. If you need to get an extra article, we will yeah. cobble those words together and then, to and then one make of these. at a plus or at at yeah. This Sorry, my blank. handwriting's so bad. Is this one blank? That one's blank. Oh, well, oh, I think I threw a few blank ones draw, in there. Draw Christmas. Okay. And we are gonna cobble together the title of a movie, and then Tim and I will pitch that movie. Here you go. She- oh wait. I've, okay. So oh. see if you can like rearrange those into like a, a movie I'm title. Throw at back in. Okay, okay, so I okay. have 
Engagement upon Christmas. <laughs> upon Christmas yeah, and en- engagement. Yeah. I, I I like engagement upon Christmas. Engagement upon Christmas. Okay, so this is a movie that takes place in the olden days, so it's going to need a little more budget. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking turn of the century, maybe during World War One. You want like an Anna Green Gables Christmas kind of deal? Yes. Okay. But but like in America. Yeah. But is her because no everyone knows is the man fighting in the war and she has to write letters to him uh, and he comes home and surprises her for Christmas. Yeah, I'm gonna say that her sweetheart that she doesn't really love is fighting in the war. Okay, and she falls for a the handsome... wounded. Yeah, oh, wounded yeah. Man. yeah, she falls for a handsome wounded yeah. man. Yeah, and he's like soft and artsy, and she's like way and... too focused on the war. And that's what's stopping her from enjoying the true meaning of Christmas. And he's mm, like a sad invalid who brings Christmas back into her life. Yeah. And there's also like, she has a small child sister who dies of Spanish influenza. (laughs) You just always want to bring Spanish influenza into everything. I really do. Yeah. And they, and they, yeah, they bond over that. And then the guy that she doesn't love comes back from the war and he's like, what up? I'm a war hero. When and she's you, like, oh no, I love Crutchy McGee over here. When you write that, it's a, it's a wonderful life parody. Are you going to put Spanish influenza in it? Oh, it's already written, but okay. yes, I will put Spanish influenza in there. Hooray. Or possibly measles. Okay. Give us another one. Okay. Should I do it? Yeah. Go ahead and draw okay. some words. What do we got, Tim? (laughs) All right. Wedding over Kwanzaa. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. She has business in. Oh, no. Never mind. Yeah. She. Well, so it's. I'm I'm actually imagining this one, like, is like. This is like. Maybe this is a Tyler Perry movie. Let's just go straight for it. Uh, is it our protagonist's wedding or is it a loved one's wedding? It's a loved one's wedding. It's never her wedding. Or she could be a wedding planner. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. She's a wedding planner. It's like and, a Tyler Perry movie. And try, no, so having to deal with the cultural yeah. issues of it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely a Tyler Perry movie because I feel like Tyler Perry would very like... Tyler Perry would make a movie about Kwanzaa because that's who <laughs> Tyler Perry is. Yes. And Medea will show up. So, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking... Uh, a wedding planner gets uh, a, a bid to plan the society wedding of the season, but it's over her family's Kwanzaa celebration. Yeah. And she meets a handsome caterer who reminds her of the true meaning of Kwanzaa <laughs> and convinces her to bail on the wedding in a dramatic sequence where she maybe even like steals a classic car or a limo to motor back to her family. But before then, at some point, Medea takes everyone to church. And Medea, yes, Medea takes everyone, will take everyone to, to church. church. And maybe that's when she's like, oh, Kwanzaa. Yeah. And then she, yeah. And there's also a Moppet who dies of Spanish influenza. <laughs> you know what I really want? <laughs> Spanish influenza? I want a shot-for-shot remake of Grand Girl, but Tyler Perry plays Medea. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, Perry, Wait, Tyler Perry's Medea? Yeah, Tyler Perry plays the there? lawyer in Gone Girl for like Ben Affleck's character. I want like the same <laughs> stuff in Gone Girl, but every time it's, this, it's exactly the same, but it's Medea in place of Tyler Perry's like lawyer character. <laughs> In, in place of Ben Affleck's lawyer character? Yeah, played by Tyler Perry. So, so Medea's husband no, no, no. ghosts her and frames her for murder? No, Medea's like the lawyer who helps Ben Affleck, oh, who's the husband. Oh, yeah. okay, so whenever Ben Affleck shows up, she's like, honey child. <laughs> <laughs> what is it she says? She says, hello. <laughs> she's like, hello, Ben Affleck. And, and, and also there's a scene where she takes Ben Affleck to church. <laughs> yes, and he's like, oh, the true meaning of Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> the true meaning of Christmas. Okay, that's I, why my life, that's why my wife left me because she's a sociopath. I, anyway. I've I've taken over the pitches on both of these, so I'm going to draw, and you guys have to come up with the pitch. Oh, that's easy. I'm sorry, I've gotten kind of like a little bit of a Gone Girl rabbit hole recently. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, a great movie. Oh, here we go. Um, Oh, I got... This is a Christmas word, but it's also an article, so I'll put the article back. Uh, Holly Jolly Bakery. <gasps> oh. All right, Jeannie. I just watched this one. There's already one about this. Oh, no. All right, so, so we'll tell us how it went down. Okay, and we so can make our it, again, it's a small town with a cute girl. She works in a bakery, and her mom has a craft, st- craft store. The baker girl works as a baker, but she's so artistic. She 
loves making all these little Christmas trinkets for everyone, corporate sends a guy in to see how they can mechanic. Mechanize. Mechanize. Thank you. How they can take it so they can make more goodies, but then they take all the person out of it. And she's mm. like, yeah. So it's this time it's like a corporate man, and then does she like show him like the meaning of Christmas or whatever? Well, yes. Yeah, so again, it's a quaint town, and there's the this festival. This time it's a, it's a guy, though. And yes, the guy who actually, so it's the, his father owns the company. And he sends the son, because the son is the one, the progressive, that wants to, you know, up things and make it more profitable. And um, so he sends the son to this little town to find out the true meaning of Christmas. But he, they don't, he doesn't tell anyone that he's actually the son and that he's going to take over the business. And then at one point, like, she That's finds like out and she's upset. She and she's upset. But then he's like, no, you changed me. she was falling me. in love with yeah, him. Okay. But then, of course, he changes. I, and he talks her into having a booth at the festival with all her Christmas crafts to sell. And they sell out. And so they have to stay up all night making more crafts. Okay. Oh, I, think, I like that. So I think... Hmm. Okay, so let's let's mix it up. Here's what I'm going to say we're going to do. So I'm gonna, the Christmas bakery is going to be... A twist where excuse me it's a holly jolly a holly jolly bakery it's gonna be a girl and she's running a bakery in a small town that neighbors a big city like really close Mm. and she like wants to take her bakery on the roads as a food truck to show like the people in the city like the small town stuff so she goes to the big city and she meets a guy and then she so it's like this and he's a corporate jerk he's like a corporate his heart yeah she she like Gets in with like a corporate jerk and she like melts his heart with like baked goods and stuff. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Is there a Moppet or an animal? Um, Yeah, there's, there's going to be like a nice little vole. She has like in a cage, like in 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 the food truck, and then in the third act, it's uh, there's like the corporate jerk's evil corporate jerk like friend who's mad because he's less of a corporate jerk and he's like not as much of like a hard Wall Street guy or whatever anymore. Like calls the FDA because she has like a vole in her truck and then the vole dies and then they're sad. I like the idea of a girl just talking to a vole because voles don't give a shit. They're just like doing their own thing. I love her like being like, Sparky, what do you think? And he's just like... Oh, that would be cute. She talks to, and then there's she a, does all the frustrations to the vole. And then like the, and vole, the vole is just like, I'm a rodent. I can't help. And you. then there's like, and then the vole is like, there's a, the ghost of the vole <laughs> who like tells her who like tells her like what she needs to do. She has a hallucination like on the Maria Bamford yeah. show. Yeah. And then when this does really well, the sequel can be called The Christmas Vole. Christmas Vole. <laughs> the sequel to Holly Jolly Bakery. <laughs> All right. I, I think we got time for one more. Jean, go ahead and draw one more time. Yeah. Let's see if we can get a winner here. Yuletide surprise in Little Town. Yeah. Yuletide surprise in Little Town. Oh, there we go. Okay. So it's a, so it's a little town. Yeah. And it's actually called Littleton. Yeah, Littleton. Mm-hmm. And there's some kind of what is this? What is the titular surprise? I'm thinking of baby. I'm thinking the town like wins a competition. Ooh, yeah, oh, like like the town wins some sort of like town. a like a, a, a like village a th- of the year. Yeah, like a thin or like a yeah. thinly veiled like world record thing, like Guinness Book of World Records thing for like mm-hmm. the most Christmassy town. And then there's like there's like a corporate jerk from like the Guinness World Records Corporation that comes, and then if they're like like move her over with like their small town cuteness and then she like falls in with like the nice (laughs) or what if like okay what if the guinness girl is sent to like look up the world records and she's like oh humbug i hate christmas and she gets snowed in and and also and then in the third act it turns out that maybe they're not going to get the world record and then she's like sad for them because like She's become invested by then. Well, we need a surprise though. But then, like, oh, but the surprise is that they won the world record. That's not a that, no. Like, she the surprise has to be for the protagonist. I'm, I'm thinking she goes. The surprise is that someone entered them, like, like one of like the town like staples, like who runs like the cafe where everyone meets, or like the inn where everyone meets, like entered them in this competition. And it's a surprise that like a big celebrity is going to come or something. Oh, see, I yeah, was- Macy Gray's going to come and sing at the Christmas. <laughs> 
this Christmas. Song. Oh, but then, but, but, but our corporate jerk friend doesn't like working for Guinness. She always wanted to be a jazz singer. And when Macy Gray can't show up, she, she does has it. to sing. Yeah, exactly. And the hot boy is then, the pianist. And then also, and at the very end, she like wants to help them like get the world record that it turns out they're not going to get because of like a weird technicality because of the antagonist. Yeah, this but is like then a- she's like worried for them. But then like they tell her like the true meaning of Christmas is like not caring about world records. Yeah, and then she and then she gets to sing, and then Macy Gray shows up anyway, and, and they, they sing, sing a together. duet. Yeah, um, I like it. Hire me lifetime. Christmas surprise. I think you have a career with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lifetime. If we see any of these movies, you owe us royalties. We really need. To, we really need to make a bingo for these. Uh, we really do need to make a bingo. And we'll if we, make you a bingo card. Okay, love if we one. do find a way to make a bingo mm-hmm. card and make it downloadable, watch for it on our Twitter and our Facebook. Yeah. Um. A couple of things before we go. It is time to sew this pony up. I just want to let you guys know. I'm Call to action. Be, yes. I'm going to be playing with Laughing Stock on December 1st and also December 7th, 8th, and 15th. So watch out for that. Also, I'm going to be collaborating with our unofficial brother podcast, Shut Up Wesley. I love them. Jimmy Mac and I are going to do a special episode. Ooh. So watch your Shut Up Wesley feed for that. Uh, Tim, anything happening at the Film Society or anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Gene, what about you? I'm not busy. I'm just waiting for a Christmas miracle. All right. I'll if let anybody, you know if it happens. If anybody has a Christmas miracle, send it tell to me. Us. Tell me if you see one, Gene. Okay. JDRCpodcast at gmail.com and we will forward it on to Gene Robinson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she'll forward it to me. And she'll forward it to Tim and he will forward it to Sister Sarah. Sister Sarah. Sister Sarah, yeah. All right, everybody, that is it for us today. You can follow us on Facebook as the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee, on Instagram and Twitter at JDRC Podcast. You can follow Tim on Twitter at CyberPrior. You can follow me on Twitter at Dory E. Peacock. You can also follow us on the internet, jdrcpodcast.podbean.com. Find us wherever great podcasts are sold, like iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. And if you're on one of those great platforms, why not rate and review? It helps people find the podcast. Or just, like, tweet about us. Or, like, tell your family or your dog or somebody. Just, like, tell someone, okay? My mom has stopped listening, and now there's, like... That's just because she got stuck in that mine shaft. We'll go get, we'll go get her tomorrow. All right. we get, Guys, we gotta go get my mom. We'll so get you, Gwenny. Have a good evening, everybody. Thanks for listening, and these are our sign-offs. Ghost Vole. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And remember, we won't judge you, but we will bring the jello salad to your trial. <laughs> <laughs>